from Commando.com, this is Commando On Demand, where we talk to the industry movers and shakers to keep you up to date on everything digital. We'll get started in a moment, but first, we'd like to recognize and thank our partners who help make these Commando On Demand podcasts possible. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. You need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed.com for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going. We don't need roads. Okay, let me paint a picture of the future for you. Not that far into the future. It's really just around the corner. The year is 2023, and you've just purchased a brand new car. And you're feeling pretty good about it. You got a great deal on it. It's part of a new class of vehicles that can be purchased for thousands of dollars less than similar vehicles today. That's because this car is different. It's actually a lot like your Android smartphone or Gmail. It costs less because you've agreed to allow the car maker to track everywhere you drive. All that information is then sold to advertisers who use it to tailor customized ads that are delivered directly through the car's infotainment system. Sometimes those ads can be really helpful. You are running low on gas. There is a gas station one mile on the left. After filling up your tank, you're back on the road. You live in a suburb a few hours from your office. You've worked a long day shift. You're getting home later than usual. But don't worry, your car knows that too. You usually eat at this time. Would you like some pizza? Pizza Hut has a special on a 12-inch pepperoni tonight. The nearest location is coming up at your next left. This is going to be so yummy. (sighs) That slice of pepperoni just hit the spot, didn't it? But now it's even later. Traffic is barely moving. And that extra slice of pizza, well, it's making you a little sleepy. (sighs) Luckily, the camera facing you inside the car is on the job. I've detected your eyes have been closed for three seconds. Are you awake? Oh, wow, that was hard. You snapped back awake. Thankful your car was keeping such a close eye on you. You're lucky that you didn't get into a collision. But you got a great deal on the insurance on your brand new car. That's because you also allow the insurance company to track how you drive. As long as you never go over the speed limit, take turns too aggressively, or tailgate other cars, you actually pay hundreds of dollars less a year. But if you did get into an accident, all the information collected by your car's black box recorder would have been automatically uploaded right to the insurance company's computers. And your rates, well, let's just say they're not going to be low anymore. They're probably going to skyrocket. Everything I've just described sounds pretty crazy, but it's really true. Your future commute is about to become commonplace. You see, big automakers are frantically working on the so-called connected car. This is a car that is constantly uploading information about your driving habits right back to the manufacturer because that information is ridiculously valuable. One industry analyst predicts that it will be worth as much as $750 billion 
by the year 2030. Whoa. But once your car starts collecting all this information, well, you know what's going to happen. It raises some serious privacy questions. I mean, would you be willing to pay thousands of dollars less for a car if you have to let it track your every single move? And really, who owns all that information? Does the car company? Does the insurance company? Law enforcement? How do they have access to this? Or is it just you? Which is probably not the case. Stay right where you are, because we'll be talking about the connected car of the future. And that future is yours. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos. All commission-free. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started. So you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss an opportunity to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Commando On Demand a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help you build your portfolio. Sign up at invest.robinhood.com, invest.robinhood.com. When you start thinking about it, the technology behind the connected car isn't all that new. Features like OnStar have been connecting vehicles to company services for a long time now. And most newer models have these black box recorders that actually help investigators reconstruct collisions after a fatal accident. What has changed is the car maker's understanding of just how valuable that information is. They've taken their cue from Silicon Valley because, as you know, they've turned personal information, I'm talking about the likes of Facebook and Gmail, into these major advertising companies. They know the value of data and how data mining can bring them big profits. You know, over the last few years, cars have become more and more computerized so that if you're shopping for a newer car, you should be aware of all, all of the different kinds of information that your car is generating about you. That's Jeff Plunges, the lead automotive investigative reporter for Consumer Reports. Jeff and his colleagues are raising the alarm about our connected car future. You know, your infotainment system is just like your web browser is collecting information about, you know, the choices you make, the places you're searching for, the music you choose, your podcasts. You might have an electronic toll collector that is generating a record of your movements. So, Jeff, you did a lot of homework on this. What kind of other information is being collected by cars? Most people are aware that their car has a electronic data recorder. It's sort of like a black box that's on a plane, but that will keep track of lots of different braking, acceleration, steering, those kinds of things it can very much come into play if there's a crash. If, if you're in, unfortunately, in a crash and there's an investigation going on, who controls that data? Is it your data or is it the car company's data? And can, can your car be used against you in a court of law? This is all relatively new technology. Are there any laws on the books right now that govern this type of information? What happens to it? Who owns it? Well, there, there is one law that was written as 
the event data recorders, the black boxes, started to become more commonplace. And that law, which only went into effect, you know, over the last couple of years, says that that data, that crash data that is stored on your car's computer inside the car belongs to the consumer. That sounds promising, but I don't think that's enough to actually protect consumers. You know, the important thing to keep in mind is that this whole digital ecosystem in the car is relatively new. So we're right at the beginning of this car data revolution and car companies at the moment aren't making a lot of money off this data, but they're looking at the tech industry and trying to figure out how to make money. But really, how much money are we talking about? You know, some analysts project over the next 10 or 12 years that this could become a like 450 billion to 750 billion dollar industry. So there there is going to be a lot of pressure to to find partners. And at each step of that process, we think it's it's really vital that consumers be made aware of what's happening. Now, of course, the insurance industry is very interested in the connected car. How would the information a car collects be used by those companies? Of course, we all have to assume that it's going to either raise or lower our rates. So a few insurance companies are already out there offering discounts. If you put a device in your car that connects to your car's computer and it transmits a stream of your driving data back to the insurance company. Okay, that's an interesting point. What happens to that information then? The insurance industry is really salivating (laughs) over this opportunity right now because obviously they make money from pricing risk. And everyone knows that if if you get a lot of tickets or you're in several crashes, your rates are likely to go up. But the picture they have of individuals is rather blunt right now. But if they have access to the way people are actually using their brakes and driving aggressively, you know, accelerating, then they can create much more refined models. So you might be sitting there thinking to yourself right now, heck, I'm a great driver. I never get into accidents. I never get a ticket. I am the bomb. I should be in NASCAR as a matter of fact. So the idea of an insurance company tracking you is actually appealing to you because you will save money. Well, not so fast, bucko. Want to stay right where you are? There's some big ramifications with that decision. We're going to explain exactly what they are. It's 2019, and technology has grown leaps and bounds since 1999. So, why are you still using that old, outdated software? Find software that fits your business's needs using Captera.com. I get asked all the time for different recommendations, and I refer people to Captera.com. With over 700,000 reviews of products from real software users, discover everything you need to make an informed decision. Search more than 700 specific categories of software, everything from project management to email marketing to yoga studio management software. No matter your business needs, Captera makes it easy to discover the right solution, fast. Join the millions of people who use Captera each month to find the right tools for their business. Visit captera.com slash Kim today to find the right tools to make 2019 the year for your business. Once again, that address is capterra.com slash Kim. Let me spell it for you. C-A-P-T-E-R-R-A dot com slash Kim. I know what a lot of our listeners are thinking right now, Jeff. Okay, I'm a pretty good driver. If I could get a better deal on insurance by having them track me, I'd be willing to consider that. 
So at the moment, this is all voluntary and you get a discount, you know, if you sign up for one of these programs. But, you know, it's easy to see in the not too distant future that maybe this becomes more of a standardized thing that the car companies enter agreements with insurance companies and that instead of getting a discount, if you don't go along with the program, maybe you have to pay a penalty. So this could start as a voluntary program until enough people sign up. Then everyone who doesn't sign up will be penalized by the insurance companies. It's kind of like what happened with health insurance and your medications. The health insurance companies want you to go and use their services instead of the local CVS or Walgreens. And if you do go to CVS or Walgreens, you may have to pay more out of pocket. Right now, your car is sort of like a, a sanctum. Especially if you if you have a long commute or you're in your car several hours a day, that might be the place where you kind of uh, recharge and, and you turn off the outside world and you gather yourself. I can imagine that for some people, the idea of the car watching you as you drive would just give them the creeps. What other kinds of information will the connected car be collecting that maybe we haven't thought of? So it's not too hard to see how uh, advertisers might want to get access to your infotainment system the same way they fill your web browser with pop-up ads. Just the, uh, the clutter potential is something that concerns a lot of people. I don't know about you, but I can't stand pop-up ads on my web browser. Pop-up ads on my car stereo infotainment system, well, it could be helpful, but it could also be a little bit of a nightmare. This isn't all nefarious, right? Like you might be hungry. You might really like pizza. Your car might know that and might tell you, oh, there's a there's a pizza shop around the corner. Or your car might read that you're close to being empty and it might tell you, oh, there's a gas station, you know, one mile to the right. Anytime we talk about data, we have to talk about the potential for hacking. We've learned over the past 20 years that anything connected to the Internet Well, it sounds outlandish, but it's vulnerable to attacks. What people need to keep in mind about their car's data security is that the technology experts say that any interface that your car has with the Internet is a a potential entry point. And some of these systems that we're talking about, like if your car has a, a modem that is like has a hot connection to your car company, that data is transmitting, you know, over the airway. That is a potential entry point for hackers. The risk that someone could hack into your car isn't just theoretical. A few years ago, two security researchers proved that it was possible to hack into connected cars already on the road. This was big news. They found a major vulnerability in Chrysler's Uconnect system. They were able to take total control over models like the Jeep Cherokee. They showed Wired reporter Andy Greenberg what exactly they could do. And I remember seeing those videos. Oof, boy, really frightening stuff. To demonstrate that, I'm going to act as today's crash test dummy and drive it on the highway here in St. Louis while Charlie and Chris hijack its digital systems from Charlie's house miles away. They wouldn't tell me what they had plans, but they assured me that it wouldn't be anything life-threatening. Remember, Andy, no matter what happens, don't panic. It's not the first time I've driven a car while it's being attacked by these two hackers. But in 2013, they were in the back seat, and their laptops were wired into the vehicle through a port in its dashboard. (laughs) Now they're sending the same sort of attacks remotely, and I have no idea what they might do. He's going as fast as I've seen him. So So first we're going to turn the fan on him. Yeah, let's turn the fan on, see if he even notices. All right, all the, something just turned on, all the fans and 
AC and stuff. I didn't do that. The trick started small. Oh my god. There was a picture of Charlie and Chris in tracksuits that just appeared on the dashboard. But as I drove down the interstate, things started getting unpleasant and very loud. Kill the engine. So we're killing the engine right now. I stomped on the gas, but the Jeep slowed to a crawl. I turned on my hazard lights, but I was still stuck in the right lane with no shoulder to escape onto. Guys, I'm stuck on the highway. Oh, I think he's panicking. He's not going to be able to hear us with that radio. It's so loud. Guys, I need the accelerator to work again. The accelerator will work. It won't work. <laughs> You're doomed. Seriously, it's dangerous. I need to move. We, you got to turn the car off. Okay. Now you should be good to go. <laughs> Semi drove by. All right, I'm going to pull over because uh, I have PTSD. So a connected car is a hackable car, and that has got me very concerned. If big tech firms like Intel and Yahoo are vulnerable to hackers, then how good are the Detroit automakers going to be at Internet and web security? How are they going to lock these things down? There have definitely been some vulnerabilities pointed out. You know, the auto companies are fixing them as they're finding out about them. You know, they have taken some aggressive steps to get on top of that security issue with something called the Auto ISAC. The companies have this group that exists to share information about threats that are emerging and close down those vulnerable points. This will be an issue of more and more concern as cars get more computerized and more connected. Like it or not, it's coming. There's just too much money to be made for the automakers to stop now. When services like webmail and social media became commonplace, I don't think a lot of people understood the privacy risks and what was going to really happen to their data, the stuff that they exposed voluntarily. When the smartphone was first invented, we certainly didn't understand how much of their information was being gobbled up by the apps that they were using. Now, this is not the case, though, with a connected car. We've been through this before with your Internet browser and your smartphone. The horse is kind of out of the barn. It is not that way yet with your car data. Data protection has come a long way in just the last few years. Breaches of private information like the Ashley Madison hack or the controversy around Facebook in the 2016 election, they've actually made people much more cautious about technology and the things that they give up when they're using it. Then in Europe, they have some tough new regulations that would fine companies billions of dollars for exposing customer data. So we, we really have an opportunity here to apply some of the lessons learned from these other, these other sectors and apply them to the car. And uh, you mentioned earlier the data privacy regulation that's taking effect in Europe. I mean, I, I think that's a huge opportunity here to get this right. If the car companies you know, follow the principles in that, that rule in Europe here in the U.S., then I think we'll all be a lot better off. 
We've learned a lot about the risks of sharing our personal data with big companies. These lessons are about to be a lot more important in the age of the connected car. So much of our personal lives are revealed by our driving habits. Where you shop, where you work, how you get there, how fast, when you leave, the route that you take. That information is a potential goldmine for advertisers. So would you be willing to trade that information for a better deal on a car or maybe your car insurance? I know some of you will. Some of you, definitely not. The key is education. After all, knowledge is power. And if you're in the market for a new car, ask about its connected features. If you can't get a straight answer about what happens to your personal information, move on. We all need to demand better security and more transparency. Special thank you goes out to Dave Plunges from Consumer Reports for joining me on this Commando On Demand podcast. I'm America's Digital Pro, Kim Commando. Now, I hope you got as much as podcasts as we did here in the studios, put it all together. That's one of the perks of working here, that we get paid to learn, and then we share that knowledge with you. Okay, your part is to pay it forward. It's free, so why not share this podcast, like it, and listen, if you have a topic that you'd love for us to explore and investigate, just let us know. And heck, if you have a question about something digital, I can help you with. Call 602-212-0058. Leave me your question and your contact information. That number again, 602-212-0058. I'll talk to you then. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.